Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 50 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company podcast, bringing you all the news that you need to know. Well, some of the news that you need to know about Rogue Company. <gasps> so I'm going to start this off first real quick with the fact that, like, as of recording this, before we get into the first section here, this is episode 50. As of recording this, we've got, like, three days, give or take, before the uh, Three Wishes mid-season update comes out. So... I contacted the developers, you know, as you do, and was like, hey, guys, you know, is there any way that we could get a little uh, idea of what's going to be on the update, this, that, and the other? And mm. nothing. Like, pretty much radio silence, right? That, and basically, I was told, is like, they're still working through some stuff, this, that, and the other. But there are a couple of things that we do know that will be coming in the mid-season update. And the first thing that we're going to touch on here, and this, and this was a post here from April the 27th. So there is a post here from Rogue Company on Twitter that says, we've been actively testing changes to address an issue with our ranked system this week. The good news is we've identified the issue, but we're going to delay relaunch of the season until the second week in May. We appreciate your patience. So with that being said, I made my video and a lot of people took it completely the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, they did. And um, I'm going to leave the floor open to, to you guys. What do you guys think about this will be week three, three weeks without ranked? What, what do you think? What we, is, it, is it too I'm long? I'm surprised. I don't care. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh, we were kind of looking forward to it a little bit. We'll eventually show up, right? I genuinely Maybe next care. update? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and like, okay, so this is the first time that we've actually had like legitimate ranked rewards that's going to be in ranked and also leaderboards, right? Mm -hmm. Like that this, we're not getting to strive for right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is what has the community upset is the fact that there's actually something that they asked for that's being added into the game and they can't access that part of the game to be able to, you know, grind for that content. And just so everybody's aware, before we go any further, the reason that they disabled ranked to begin with was because people were logging into ranked. They were playing their 10 placement matches. It was placing everybody in like gold one, but then it was deranking everyone to gold or to bronze five, which is the absolute lowest rank that you could be inside of ranked. So the developers decided that instead of having everyone be at Bronze 5 and work their way up to Rogue, that they would shut Ranked down until they fixed it to where whenever you replay your placement matches, it will place you in a rank that is somewhat comparable oh. to where you normally place at. That's what this is all about? Yes. Yeah. Oh. But I was all right with everybody having to start over. Yeah. Oh, wait, didn't, didn't we agree? I wouldn't care. Yeah. I think we even talked about it on the last. Yeah, we did. We we did on one episode yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, with the first time that this is like actual ranked rewards, actual ranked leaderboards, 
and like there's a lot of games that do hard resets on their ranked um you know system you know you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. yeah and then people were wanting this to like come out so that they could start grinding for it and because that experience isn't there and they can't play the ranked matches they're going to just go like completely off out of left field and make sure that everybody knows how upset they are about this. Wow. You have to wait a month and then you can grind. Three weeks. Yeah, Either man. way, you're going to grind. You're going to be playing this game. Yeah. You already been What does it matter? It's like, well, they want I, them to fix it. So I'm surprised it. that people are surprised by this. Like, <laughs> yeah. This kind of stuff is par for the course for this game and has been since we were in beta. Exactly. I mean, it's whenever, you know, they first announced that they were disabled and ranked because there was an issue. Was anybody out there? And I'm not saying I'm not projecting anything. I want to make that clear right now. (laughs) But was anybody legitimately surprised that them adding systems into ranked was going to cause ranked to bug out? Whenever they add something, it always messes something else up, and they've got to figure that out. Exactly. Exactly. Every, yes, literally every time. Yeah. So, it's a. I understand where everybody's coming from, but like some of these things that people have said is like, this is uh, you, your game's going to fail because of this. Oh, is it? Like, is this going to be the final nail on the coffin? Yeah. Rank's going to be here. I mean. They never said that rank wasn't going to be in the game. And they're not taking it away. They're just delaying it. Well, and trust me, I want rank to come back just so I can quit fucking sweating in public matches. Yeah, right. And, and on top of that, like, where was this? Whatever you look at this, there's, I don't know how many comments on here. I, I can't see what the comment count on it. And but there's like 18 retweets, 12 quote retweets, uh, 63.6 k views. Um. Where where was this passion when ranked wasn't being played <laughs> at all? Hmm. I mean that that's the thing. Like people kept saying that well, we would play ranked if you know we had all this stuff in. It's like okay, but they're not going to put this stuff in it until we have a higher player base and ranked. So this is a handshake agreement here. You play more ranked and you get more people to play ranked. We give you better things. They game the system <laughs> and the system broke. So like, what do you expect? It sucks. It is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, it's no skin off my dick. You know what I mean? Like legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just, you know, it is what it is. So, but anyway, next up, there is a video. So this was a video. Uh, this is a video by a content creator that goes by the name of Macro. Right. And Macro does like his whole, you know, the end end of Halo Infinite, even more dead games, what went wrong, the end of multiverses. He does Warzone 2.0 for noobs, Destiny for he does the four noobs series that comes out. He does, you know, all these like very clickbaity type things on YouTube, right? So he made a tier list for, you know. 10 more dead games and it's three minutes long. I went in there. I I took the footage, butchered it up, 
for what was relevant to the conversation. I didn't take anything out of context and rearrange it or anything, but he talks about rogue company in this. And I kind of want to use this as a jumping off point for. All right. No, you're good. Uh, But I want to use this as a, as a jumping off point for the current state of rogue company, the future of rogue company, and just the future of gaming in general. Since it's episode 50, they didn't give us any information. I just want to talk about the state of the game and the state of gaming in general. And I want to use this as the jumping off point for that. There was absolutely nothing that it did wrong. Everything that caused it to die was literally out of their control. Whether it was bad timing, whether it was bad developers. So that's S tier. In A tier, it's a a couple missteps somewhere, but a great game. So this is where like, you know, a couple things they could have done better. They could have tweaked a couple things here and there, but otherwise it's a pretty phenomenal game. And I think it probably should have done better. Then in B tier, we just have games that just deserved better, but you know, you kind of knew they were going to die. You know, maybe they deserve to last like another year or just have a little bit more of a player base. That's B tier. C tier are, are for the games that death makes sense like you know like yeah it makes sense why it died but it could have been better so these are ones that are like you're not gonna question it's death in d tier it's gonna be for the things that it was obviously always going to die that's where d tier is it's these games that when you see them you're like "Mm, that looks fun but it's dead right and then an f tier is dead on arrival games that just did not even have a chance like right when you played it you're like i don't want to play this ever again this game's dead f tier is crazy man probably not gonna be that many in f tier but the things that are like you'll you'll know when you know Ah, Rogue Company! Rogue Company could have been something pretty tight. Gunplay wise, not too bad. The gameplay was a little wonky. I think the third person part of it was actually bad. Like, I almost think it would have been better off as a first person shooter. The actual characters they designed were super tight. Yeah, I always thought Glitch's aesthetic in his design was always super fire. I thought a lot of the characters were really cool. I actually really thought it had a chance. I do think being third person is a detriment for the shooter genre. It gives you kind of like an unfair advantage because you can around corners and so you lose a little bit of that competitive integrity and i think rogue company really wanted to be taken seriously as a competitive class-based shooter and i think it could have if it just started off really strong with maybe similar gunplay to like you know call of duty type games i think people are always itching for something to replace call of duty and build upon it and it'd be better than call of duty i also think that it also didn't look that polished it looks a little cheaply made like it felt like a mobile game they decided to collab with dr mm-hmm. disrespect and then he stopped playing it i get it i've collabed with Splitgate before but i didn't stop playing it i've always supported it and I feel like it's one thing to give a person a skin because people don't have to play the skin. But you give somebody a freaking map, players are always going to play and it's always going to remind the players, huh, he doesn't play that game anymore. <laughs> well, I wonder why he stopped playing that game. And now you get that in their head and now it's constantly reminding them that the game is dead. Another thing That's too wild. is that they didn't really care about the competitive integrity of the game because they decided to give characters skins that completely changed what they look like. Like I remember they released like a Rambo skin. That's not good when you have a class-based shooter. You want to know that you're fighting a Dima. You want to know that you're fighting a glitch. And if you're cosmetics change that drastically that doesn't work there's a reason why valorant doesn't even let you change the skins of your characters apex legends they have skins that drastically alter what the character looks like but for the most part they try to make sure that that the skin still looks like the characters overwatch does the same thing so rogue company though let's see where i want to put it probably bottom of b tier i do think it deserved better overall overall big channel there yeah over a million subs i know right so this, this is kind of what I want to talk about here for a second. First of all, like you can by all means make any kind of tier list that you want to make for whatever, whatever you want to make it for. That's your mm-hmm. decision to pour your opinions into this. It's very apparent that this individual did not play the game enough to actually understand 
the core mechanics of the game. Like 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 Dirt Lord said in that, mm-hmm. well, the picture's the same to signify mm-hmm. that like, oh, this is this character. Yeah. Seeker. Like, yeah, exactly. So Yeah. I haven't really seen too many skins that just like I can't tell who that is. Well, if you play the game, you know. Yeah. I mean Unless it's one it's of those new uh, other game. Yeah, like he sniper skins with he the said Overwatch like the same that? way, but like if you play Overwatch enough, you're gonna know what else. Yeah. And I mean, how is Rambo that much of a different character? There's context clues to pick up. White male. Okay. How many white male uh, characters are in the game? Too many. Ah. But you know what mm-hmm. I mean though? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The, there's context clues hidden in that. Like you know that whenever you see Rambo, there's only two logical people that's going to be playing as Rambo. It's either going to be Dallas or it's going to be Seeker, right? What guns he got? Oh, he's got an arrow. Yeah, I get Seeker exactly. And like when if you even if you don't know who that character is, the first time you get into a gunfight with them, you're going to know who that character is after that. Yeah, so I don't that, think that was a good thing to bring up. Like by him being like. You don't know the character. It's like, yeah. really? That's your complaint? It's very apparent that he doesn't know or play the game enough to understand like how the skin... Because 90% of the skins in the game, let's be fair, are recolors. Yes. There's, there's like maybe a handful. I'd say like maybe 10 at most that significantly change the characters up. There's still context clues with those characters that feed into like who they are, who they, you know, and the pictures are there. So it's apparent that he doesn't know anything about it. Second of all, this Dr. Disrespect argument is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's weak. Because Why would you bring up a streamer? Because he didn't bring up a streamer on any other one. Yeah, right. And not only that, but like, he has over a million subscribers. He said in the video that himself that he collaborated with Splitgate, right? Mm-hmm. If Splitgate approached him and asked him to design a map, do you think that he would do that? Yes. Do you think that that would be the, the only? Yeah. And do you think that that would be the only game that that person would play from that point moving forward? No. No. Do you think that Not that, that, that would kind even, of crowd like? Yeah. Do you think that that would be in his weekly rotation? Probably not. Do you think Split gate? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a game anymore. <laughs> well, exactly, right? Uh, but but you, you know what I mean? Like Well, dude, it was at the peak of the hype. Yeah. When Doc came back. That's why they did it. I mean, it was huge. Yeah, exactly. So the this argument for Dr. Disrespect and the, the arena and all that stuff is so weak sauce. Like, first of all, the only people that really know that that's a Dr. Disrespect map, unless they're looking around and picking up on the clues, are the people that were there when the map dropped into the game. I mean, if you throw a kid in there that has no idea who Dr. Disrespect is, are they going to pick up on the little nuanced things that, oh, this belongs to a streamer, or do they think that it's just a really cool location to have a map? It doesn't matter. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And then it's like, oh, Dr. Disrespect doesn't play this game anymore. Well, Doc, let's look at Dr. Disrespect for a hey. second. He's a streamer. Yeah. And he, unfortunately, is in that position, like every other streamer, that he has to pick whatever game yep. is going to net him the most viewers, right? Even if he hates it. 
Exactly. So if Rogue Company's not netting him the right amount of viewers because the game hasn't been, I don't know, marketed correctly and spread to a wide enough audience, then is he going to continue playing that game? Back to Call of Duty. Exactly. It's free too, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of Call of Duty, and this is kind of like where I'm going to end with with macro here. This could have been the Call of Duty killer. Why? Like he said that everybody is searching for the next Call of Duty killer. This is my honest take and opinion on that that logic. Everyone is searching for the next Call of Duty killer. Everybody is searching for the next game that does the same thing that Call of Duty does, but does it better. And it hasn't happened in 20 years. So they're searching for Call of Duty, which already exists. Yep. If I want a Call of Duty experience, then guess what I'm going to play? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Exactly. Exactly. And that is where I want to jump off is to gaming today. Because the point that he's making is like some of the topics that he was hitting on was like they were unable to innovate or they're no longer innovating and things like that. Okay, what game, realistically, within the past five years, what game has came out that has truly innovated the gaming scene? Or not. I was yeah, but that came out. It's, that's got to be older than that five years, right? At this point, it was but still, it's Fortnite, dude. Is it? Is it exactly? It's Fortnite. Yeah, it was 2017. Even recently with the map thing, you could make your own game. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So, third person, might I add? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's enough for that. Yeah, like, what what does it matter? What do you mean? Yeah, what does it matter? That's what brings people. That's why I like the game. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, since, like, Fortnite kind of reinvigorated the gaming scene to an extent, right? Because you had PUBG, well, you had like DayZ and and games like that that came out that kind of like created the BR genre. Then you had PUBG come out and they kind of took just the idea of like DayZ and things like that and simplified it down a little bit more and put it out as to what it was. And then Fortnite pivoted from being a like multiplayer PVE tower defense style game into a br and uh, yeah it exploded the same game but exactly. I, bought, I bought the game 40 bucks it exploded really different game yeah and it exploded in popularity and everybody is chasing that Fortnite. everybody wants to do anything that they can to break into the success that Fortnite has had as a game and the only thing that's came close to it is warzone yeah Warzone come out, and then you have people that haven't played a Call of Duty game since Black Ops 2 downloading Warzone because it's free to play, and they're getting on there with their friends that they used to play with Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, and they're running around Verdansk, and there was another additional factor that helped the success of that game. The pandy. A global pandemic that shut literally everything down for months. Nobody could go anywhere. Nobody could do anything. They were stuck at home. What else did they have to do? There was a there was a huge console shortage because people were buying anything that they could to pass time. There was a chip shortage, of course, with with everything shutting down. So 
it's it's a it was a crazy time. But do I think that Warzone would have been as successful as it was if there wasn't a pandemic? And I I still think it would be successful. Yeah, I don't know if it would be as successful to that degree because that's like an anomaly that happened. Yeah, it was the perfect that time. Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was an absolute anomaly that like that that, that all that lined up just the way that it did to make and they made off of like seven to nine months they made three billion dollars off of it. You the know, it's got us through the pandy, dude. Yeah, exactly. Not dropping superstore. Yeah, and then now if we look at the gaming landscape, like you've seen a lot of content creators that primarily focus on Warzone content talk about how. Their viewers are suffering. Their um, their their uh, YouTube viewers are suffering. Their yeah. live stream viewers are suffering. Well, I mean, the world is going back to normal. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's going back to pre-pandemic times. Yeah, people got tired of being cooped up, man. Exactly. Yeah. And so you're, of course, you know, when you have too much excess in one direction, that pendulum is absolutely going to swing back the other direction. And it's going to like cause a void in that market to a degree. Like, I don't think Tim and Doc and the rest of them that are, that are huge streamers that are streaming Warzone content are going to completely bottom out to no viewers. I think that they have a very ingrained, dedicated fan base, but they're not going to net 60, 70, 80,000 people watching them at one time. Like not anymore. They used to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that time has come and gone for sure. And even they know it. They've done came to real, realization of that. That's why they go from other games. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, there are like two primary games that's coming out in the near future that is going to be, and I'm doing this in quotes, the real yeah. company killer, right? Huh. Because everybody keeps talking about we've got Veld Experts that's coming out. Mm-hmm. We've got X Defiant that's coming out. These are the two games that everybody's talking about. So Veld Experts is supposed to be the direct rogue company killer because it's a third-person tactical shooter, right? Then you've got X Defiant, on the other hand, that's supposed to be the COD killer that's going to be coming out because it's basically Call of Duty and Overwatch slapped together in some weird Ubisoft mess that is going to be coming out and delivered to the masses at some point. We don't even know when it's coming out, really. Um, But we just had a beta for it. And you see a lot of people that are like, oh, this game is going to be like amazing. This is going to be taking the, the, the scene by storm, this, that, and the other. This is where I land on it. Veld Experts played it. It's a good game. It is a fun game. I'm probably not going to play it that much because it's only on PC. It doesn't have controller support at all. That's a huge issue. Yes. I think that that game is going to come out. It's probably like even whenever it was in the closed beta that anybody could access, it was only netting between four and 6,000 players during this time period. Okay. Rogue Company was netting, they got 25 million downloads, but they were available across all consoles. You know what I mean? So they were pro. if you take like, okay, if you, you got 20 million downloads <coughs> in, in your closed beta, which closed beta for Veld Experts is supposed to be coming out in a couple of days as of recording this. 
So we'll really see a good like trend on the uh, Steam charts as to how well it's doing. But it's going to be very comparable. And then what's going to happen with Veld Experts once it has been out there long enough for people to start fully understanding how the game works? People are going to see the glaring issues. People are going to see the 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 holes in the liner that they didn't see originally when they made the the purchase the buy and purchase and are they going to continue to stick with it or are they going to try to find the next thing that's going to kill this game that's and i feel like it's going to plateau off you're going to have your dedicated you know velda experts player base but i don't think it's going to kill anything i think it's just going to make wow. it's going to be like oh there's another third person game that yeah, I've never heard there's about. There's another option. Yeah, exactly. Right. So put it in rotation. Competition is not a bad thing. Because if you want to call like let's say this, Veld Experts is like the IKEA version of a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the pre-assembled Walmart version over here with Rogue Company. Yeah. It's not already the, put together. Yeah, it's not the best, it's not the shiniest, it's not the sturdiest, but you don't have 40,000 yeah. pieces that you have to you put together. You ain't got to build it. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's where I'm at with Veld Experts. X-Defiant, on the other hand. That is, that is another game that is going to come out, and it is going to have very similar effect to where once people start getting into it and understanding that like, Oh, this is like this, this is not that great. This is, there's holes here. There's flaws. There's balancing issues. This isn't call of duty. I'm going to go back to call of duty and bitch about how much I hate call of duty. Like I have a very strong feeling that that's going to happen with that game. It's going to come out. It's going to be cross-play. I'm going to check it out. You know, we can run a couple of matches and see how that goes. But at the end of the day, like, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, I don't think it's going to gather as much steam as everybody thinks that it's going to, unfully intended. Uh, <laughs> but um, I don't think that it's going to kill anything. I think it's going to come out and it's going to plateau very early. And then it's going to start dropping in players, just like every other game that's come out in the past five years has done. And that's just, that is the current culture of video games. Something is announced, something gets completely overhyped, it comes out, people enjoy it for the first month, first month and a half, and then once those glaring issues start to come up, then they start falling off left and right. And dealing with a development team that's located in Georgia is going to be very different than dealing with a development team that's located in South Korea. Mm. there's completely different values. There's completely different ideals. There's completely different everything. You can't talk to people from South Korea the same way that you talk to people from Georgia. It just doesn't uh-huh. work that way. You can call somebody from Georgia a piece of shit and they can, they can brush that off. Yeah. They're not going to block you. Exactly. But if you say that to someone that's not from this country, that is, is like, well, why would I waste my time on this person? What are they going to do? You know what I'm saying? So it's a different culture. It's a different environment. It's a different system. And the gaming culture or the gaming landscape right now, it kind of sucks all the way around. I mean, yeah. and it doesn't help anything that like the attention span of the youth is so small that they just bounce around from game to game and they complain about 
something that I would consider as like the dumbest thing. Just to have something to complain about about the game. And not really like see it through and see what's going on with it. Like, do you guys remember going to the, the video store when you were kids? Oh, yeah. And you, you remember renting something that had like really cool box art? Yeah. And you were stuck with that for the entire Trash. weekend and it was a piece of shit. Yeah. But you played it because it I was. Had to play it, man. Yeah. Or. Oh, yeah. You get that, that present under the tree on Christmas morning. You open it up. Oh, it's it's this game. It's based off of this movie that I really, really like. I can't wait to play this. And you go in there and you pop it in the console and it is just a heaping garbage <laughs> pile of a game. And that's it. No but, updates. No. And you played that game. Yeah, you had to. Mm-hmm. You had a stack of games about three deep. And that was one of them. And you played that game. And that's just the way that it was back in the day. We liked it. Yes. And I think that like, and I know this is going to sound really old man, really boomer, but like kids these days don't understand having to deal with shit to find the piece of gold. Oh, dude, it was so much harder. Yes. You couldn't Google. No. could watch a YouTube video. No. There you was had, no book. You had to buy. Well, there was um, a book. It was like 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, you had to buy a magazine, Electronic Gaming yeah. Monthly, flip through that bitch to see what their, you know, people, their writers yeah. said about this game. You know, that's Strategy how it was. God. Yeah, right. I mean, there there is a game that I'm looking forward to that's coming out that has nothing to do with like a shooter game. It's more of like a fantasy based game. That I am excited to like try and check out this, that, and the other because it's something different and it kind of falls into a lot of the things that I do like. But I mean, there hasn't been a game that I've watched a trailer for that I've been like beyond hyped to play. Oh, dude, in the words of Dr. Disrespect, it's a snooze fest out here. It is a snooze fest. I mean, he's trying to make his own game and I hope it's good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to, you know. Mm-hmm. Find something you enjoy and be consistent. It's hard. I couldn't imagine developing a game right now where everybody has a voice and yeah, an echo chamber absolutely exists. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. once someone points out one one glaring flaw, then everybody bandwagons that one flaw until they just demolish it into the dirt. So it's and like the thing is like Rogue Company and we'll get into this here in the community section, but like Rogue Company is going to exist and it's going to stick around until they shut the game down. And like everybody that's saying, well, I can't wait for this game to come out so that Mm -hmm. I can just focus primarily on making content for that game. Well, like I'm going to use an example and I'm not even going to use anybody's name. There was one Rogue Company content creator that was so excited for the new Call of Duty game to come out, that they talked about it every single day on Twitter. Can't wait for the new Call of Duty game. Can't wait for it. I'm tired of playing Rogue Company. Can't wait for it. And Call of Duty came out, and guess what happened? Oh. They hated it, and they went back to Rogue Company. Your waste making, baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the thing with X Defiant. Like people say, like Tim, people, everybody say they don't want skill based matchmaking, but yeah. it's boring though to just to just shred run people over noobs. I yeah. mean, we do it. Yeah, it's rogue. Cool. It's like, uh, what is this? Can't even find somebody to kill. Everybody's dead. Shit. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. And that's why, like, maybe Rogue Company's matchmaking system isn't the best. And maybe it needs some definite type of rework. But, like, trying to even a team out to where you have, like, a newer player and then two somewhat newer or, like, you know, people that's played the game before and then a veteran player, like, that's the best of all worlds there. Like, to a degree, it needs to be refined and it needs to be elaborated on just a little bit more. But... For a matchmaking system, it's not that bad. Yeah, when it works, it works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, and it works the best when you're solo queuing. Like, that's when the matchmaking For in sure. the game really shines. Yeah. Because, like, you're going to get paired up with people that don't know a lot about the game, and you're going to be able to, like, just shred people. <laughs> like, that. you know, that's that experience, but you have a team-based game where you have to work together. It forces yeah. you to work with your terrible teammates. That's why people have a bad experience with the matchmaking system is because despite how good they do in the match, they still may lose the match. Yeah. That's why they give it shit. In Call of Duty, it doesn't matter if you win or lose in TDM. You want to have the highest KD in the lobby. So... You see what I mean? And like for Rogue Company moving forward, and like I said, this is going to be a topic that we touch on. I was super excited when like Jared announced his position and started engaging with the community and started balancing things. I was like super pumped, super excited about that. And then he's like, I'm going to touch the SMGs first and we're going to rebalance those and give them an identity. And I was super excited and super happy that that was happening. And then we see them brought down and then they were buffed mm. back up a little bit. And then they were in a working, a working place. A, a, a small few tweaks here and there would have made the SMGs great, but that wasn't good enough for the community. The community wanted them to go back to the way that they were. So they even better. <laughs> yeah. So they buffed them up to the point where they were better than they were before he touched them. That I'm going to be honest. That took the wind out of my sails completely with all of this. Yeah. Like I, I was beyond frustrated with it because it's like you made them better. And then, well, the accuracy isn't as good as it was before. And I'm like, yeah, that means they're more forgiving. That means someone that doesn't have perfect aim is still hitting shots that they maybe technically shouldn't be hitting, right? So you made them better. But, hey, I digress. It is what it is. The SMG meta, yeah, SMG meta's back 110%. They're better now than they've ever been, in my opinion. And the ARs got touched, okay, they're, they are what they are. It depends on how the server runs. but And the shotguns got touched, which the shotguns, in my honest opinion, feel like the most balanced weapons in the game right now. They do what shotguns do. You have to be close. You have to use movement. You have to use your secondary and your utility to get into position. But you're rewarded for all of that. Feels like it, a shotgun. Exactly. So... 
it really did take the wind out of my sails in a huge way. Well, yeah. And, you know, we still haven't got any melee adjustments yet. We, we haven't got really any gadget adjustments. We have part of the pistols that's been balanced, but part of the pistols that haven't been balanced. We've got the ARs that still need to be touched a little bit more, in my opinion, and adjusted. But the longevity of, like, Rogue Company as a whole... Like, it's still going to continue to go. There's still going to continue to be a player base for it. And I was looking at the Steam charts earlier today, and, like, it's trending the same way that it did at this time last year. You know, in February, March, April time frame, you had a spike in players in last year and this year. Then it dipped down, and then it spiked back up during the summer, which is what I'm assuming is going to happen this summer so it's followed the same trend that it did the year before is it gaining and losing the same amount of players close enough to for it to be negligible at this point so it is what it is it's still trending the same way and i can't speak to console because of course console or the developers won't release like exactly what the player count for those um systems are but at the end of the day it is what it is i i'm still going to continue to play it while I find it fun, and then once I stop having fun with it, then I'll stop playing it. But I still enjoy it. Yeah. And like, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like, I play the game to have fun with my friends. That's it. You know? Yeah. Not fun alone, dude. Yeah. But that's, like, I play Warzone to have fun with my friends. I play yep. Apex to have fun with my friends. I play what insert game here. Yeah. Have fun with my friends. I don't play the game 14 hours a day, seven days a week until I get completely burnt out on it and then start complaining about it. It's a different mindset. It's a different mentality from a lot of the people that's been playing the game. And I don't know if they just don't have friends I mean, a lot of these kids don't have responsibility yet, but they have a voice or they have what they perceive as a voice. And there's a lot of them. Yes, there's a lot of them. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how all these things change uh, as they continue to grow up and um, their priorities and everything shift. But we only play for a handful of hours. Yeah. We might get three. Yeah. If we're lucky. Two, three hours on that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Depends. we normally start playing around 8 30 or 9 o'clock and end around 11 or 11 30. Not very long. And that's like Monday, sometimes Monday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then the weekend is kind of like whatever. Yeah. It's the weekend is what it is, you know. So I don't have the burnout on it yet. I don't either. But if I played it for fourteen hours a day, yeah, right, <laughs> seven days a week. I don't think I could deal with y'all for fourteen hours a day. That's yeah, just me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it would be rough, man. Yeah, I need some me time. Yeah, the situation would come to a head. Yeah, right for sure, right. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, but I mean. The gaming landscape as a whole. What do you guys think about that? What What's y'all's thoughts and feelings on that? Snooze fast. 
There's I mean, no good games out now, and the only ones are like single player games. Right, or games that everybody's already played. You know, like Overwatch, Apex, like big game titles yeah. are already been big game titles to be. So eh, there ain't really a new gaming scene, you know, or really a new freshen up game that's actually changing. So, so is everybody else? Wait for that new new. The new yeah. new, yeah. Where's that new new at? Yeah, that snus snus. as far as like rogue company is concerned like the future of rogue company as of right now what do you guys like what what, what's y'all's feelings on that as long as it makes money it'll be around that's all i got to say i don't think the game is going down because i mean again as soon as rank gets put back in the game as soon as leaderboards get put into the game the people are going to come back and they're going to try it. They're going to make a big deal about it. And they're either going to hate it or they're going to love it. And so, I mean, it's still going to be a thing for now. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's definitely not a dead game. No, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, there's worse. I'm like you. I enjoy playing the game to the point that, like, I'm not tired of it. I'm not dead. Like, I don't play it and, like, man, I'm going to play in this fucking game. Yeah. So Tally said, uh, okay. We'll see if it's all right. So this is what Tally had to say. We'll see if it's the real rogue company killer. I feel like people are saying that, uh, just to spot the game because they're so frustrated with it. But with like new shiny toys, people get tired of it and come back to what they know and love. Mm hmm. It's so much easier to quit a game and find a new one in this day and age. Before you got one game, bought it, and it sucked. Well, you had no choice but to finish it. Because you weren't going to find another one at the time. Competition within game companies are no longer a thing. Everything is multiplayer or GTA. Single player, I guess, just doesn't hit anymore with people. Like, I think it does. Like, Elden Ring, you know. uh, The Harry Potter game. Yeah, what's that yeah. one that um that game that came out that had Keanu in it, Cyberpunk? Yeah, like you had all these single player games that came out that people were like super excited about playing, like Resident Evil Four and all that. And, like, but like they burned through it so fast. Yeah, I, I mean, then they're yeah. like next. Or yeah. I go, go, Corey. How many times you played the Harry Potter game? Uh, you three. said you beat it several times, yeah. Three times, yeah. yeah. But it's got different ways you can beat it, right? Like, yeah, different story yeah. options. Yeah, replay value. And I think that like it, it goes back to like priorities and stuff there, where it's like, I think it's it's an easier point of entry whenever you're playing a multiplayer game, like downloading a multiplayer game and playing it, because like. I don't know how it is for other people, but if I start playing a single player game, it's like when I read a book or something, I'm in it until I'm yeah. done with it. You know what I mean? So it's, e- it's an easier buy-in for most people. And sometimes there's not even a buy-in with free to play, you know, free to play multiplayer games. And like, everybody's trying to like m- recreate that success that like just hasn't been recreated yet. 
remember too hard. Yeah. Kelly said, remember the good old days of let's play for games. Uh, example was Bioshock. That's what got me Ooh. into games. So single player was the thing back then, at least to some degree, but the burning through the, through games is what's killing the industry. Yeah. I mean, whenever you're pumping millions and millions and millions of dollars into a game that you can beat, like, you know, within like, and this is excluding like Bethesda stuff, of course, like people are still playing Skyrim, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're true. still, yeah. so, but there's so much content in that game. It took them how many years to develop it? How many yeah. years have they have they been taking to develop the new one? So that's a little bit of a different story, but like even in an open world game, like you can still sink like four or 500 hours into it. But like, if, yeah. if you're sinking all that in at one time, they're binging it, but, but single players kind of force you to do that. So you don't forget certain things with the story too. It's like, you know, it's designed for that more or less, you know, I'm hooked. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. There's more. Yeah. DLC so we'll, just dropped. Yeah. So we'll see like what the gaming future has in store for us. Like, I don't think Veld Experts is going to kill anything. I don't think it's going to <sighs> drastically change the landscape of, of multiplayer gaming. Like it's a third person game, so it's already niche. Yes, you have like first person aspects of that game, but that I mean, PUBG no did that support, dude. exactly. That's, no controller, no console. I mean, a lot of people have consoles, like yeah, that's bad. They, surely they'll drop it with that, right? I mean, because it. I think saw in the comments of that last post when they were like, "Ranked will be back the second week of May." They're like, "So will build experts." Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, that ain't good. Well, I mean, but if if we look at the Steam charts and we're, we're, you know, peak concurrent players is 1,200 people on Steam, so that you can imagine it's probably the same on Epic. It might be double that on console. Uh, Yeah, way more, way more. Yeah, so. I'd say probably three times, dude. Yeah, so. A free game. If you're netting like 30 to 40,000 players on Rogue Company on console alone and they don't have a way to access veld experts then they're gonna keep on trucking yeah exactly and complain the whole time yeah so it is what well, it I is will. yeah for sure <laughs> teabag but yeah are y'all ready to do some community section nonsense and i thought it was over All right, guys, this is the community section of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. If you want to contribute in any way, you can hit us up on uh, Twitter at Brocast. You can shoot us an email, Brocast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord. Link will be in the description down below. There is a Brocast contribution section there, but we're going to head it off first here with Apprehensive Wave 37. At devs is Roco ending. I keep hearing so many things on Reddit and I feel like per se, the shit is going to hit the fan eventually. And I just want to know, is everything all right with rogue company right now? People in the comments, uh, no sarcastic mean stuff about the game state because I just want a straight answer. So down here, Jared commented and said, no, we intend on continuing uh, to develop and support this game for as long as possible. 
We see value in it and our players see value in it. For sure, things aren't entirely all perfect and fine. We have a ton of work to do to fix, improve, and evolve Roco, but we are committed. Then he commented down here and said that we're uh, looking at looking to expanding any and all of our progression systems in some way to give players more things to earn. Um, someone said, then where's the new content? Jared said, well, we did drop one in 3.2, which is the uh, High Castle Omega, and we do intend on rolling out new rogues and bring back a new ma uh, bring back a new and improved canals this year. So stay tuned in that regard. Um, Someone said, you've been saying that for a long time and we so we see no evolution, <laughs> just bandages to pr uh, problems your updates brought us. Said evolution, said evolutions take longer to develop. In the meantime, we are also able to address other things and balance rule sets and the like. Then someone said, um, I appreciate the work you and your team has put in, but I feel like there's a massive lack of advertising mm. for the game. And then Jared said, right now, most, if not all, of our efforts, resources, and budget are focused on developing and improving Roco. We are in a dormant state publishing advertising-wise, but that'll be something for us to look at when we're... Look at... Look, right here. That, <laughs> that'll be something for us to look at when we're satisfied with where Roco is at and in its next destination. Yeah. Spend all the money for advertising. Yeah. So tournaments and shit. Yeah, right. And here's the thing, like we were told by Mini White Rabbit back in the day, the previous community manager for those of you that do do not I know. Remember. Um when the game was full released, they were going to do a huge marketing push. Mm. Okay, the game was released in like summer of last year. That marketing Adam push Ada. Yes. That marketing push never came. And whenever that game came out of beta, then I don't know who the, the lead developer was at the time. It seems like around that time, it's whenever Gandhi went to work on the mobile project and then someone else, I'm assuming, was pretty hair-stepped into that role and decided that they wanted to kind of rebalance everything around respawn game modes, which kind of threw the game on its head at that point, right? It could have happened before this, but that's... That's what the timeline feels like, okay? So they couldn't do a marketing push because I'm assuming they weren't happy with the state of the game at that moment, and they they want to refine what the the game is before they make a marketing push, which makes sense, right? Do you want to market it as a single, like a single life tactical shooter? Do you want to market it as like a multiplayer, like? you know, run and gun yeah. arena style shooter. Do you want to focus like what is the focus of Rogue Company? Right now it still doesn't feel like there's a singular focus Identity as to what crisis. yeah, as to what the game is. So but knowing that like they want to change the game up enough. They want to get it into the next evolutionary step that the game needs to go in. And then once all said and done, then maybe we'll get a marketing book. And that's like, are we going to keep the lead developer long enough for that to happen? Yeah. Like, it seems like the direction for Rogue Company comes down to like one specific person that's in charge at that time. But like, their visions are all different and all over the place that like yeah. the game can't get any footing. So, 
there needs to be a showrunner. You know what I'm saying? There needs to be a Filoni. Yes, there needs to and be a Favreau. Yes, mm-hmm. a Feige. Hey. Like I'll start with Something. F. You know, yeah. When in a not somebody's gonna bend the knee. Yeah. When the internet's like, we don't let it. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll change it back. We'll yeah. make it better. Nah, don't do that. Truck on, dude. Yeah. So it. We're seeing some evolutions of that stuff start to happen now with like, you know, how things have been balanced, this, that, and the other. I'm hoping that like in the next couple of updates, then we'll see a more clear path that like where the game is naturally going to fall at. Because I think that there's going to be, there's something good and salvageable and developable and, and marketable, you know, it's just got to get that footing, got to get that core. So we'll we'll see what I happens. I think that marketing push they did was all. Remember all the people they paid to stream it. Yeah, the people with forty thousand views. Yeah, targeting the mobile audience. Yeah, I mean, pot. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so next up here we have a post by the realist. Anyone else kind of upset all the content creators have completely disappeared from the community are no longer posting YouTube videos anymore. It's really just sad, honestly. I can remember when this game first dropped two or three years ago and people like Die Hard, Radthar, and Chloe constantly uploading amazing YouTube videos and just straight up being staples in the rogue community. Although I do consider this game to be dead, sometimes in the back of my head, I really wish things could go back to their former glory. This sub having three times as much interactions as it does now, the CMG 10K tournaments, we'll get to that in a second, actually being excited for new updates and everything else. I really hope one day things can all get better, but honestly, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Any of y'all's thoughts on this? Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Um, you had Radthar who made like uh, educational type comment for the ge- educational type content for the game. You had Die Hard that was just like running around playing the game. Like mm. it was just he was just playing the game. He's just playing the game. Yeah, and and Claw was just playing the game. Like mm. you know, and then you had others like um, uh, what's that dude's name? The dude that did with the podcast with Brathar? Oh, well, that yeah, he 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 was playing yeah, and streaming was, the game at the time, and then he kind of like decided to go crypto mining or whatever he was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, tragedy that was like just yeah, post, he was just posting Lancer videos and that was it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like you had these staples of the community, and like honestly, like you had Ors, of course, you had a couple of other people that would m- upload YouTube videos for rogue company and like i feel like and i'm not speaking realistically about myself but like i'm speaking about rogue company content from the time that it dropped until now has evolved in such a better way than it was when content was first dropping right so yeah you had radthar that was making where to plant the bomb at on demolition and and how to rotate how to play yeah educational videos which are evergreen to an extent until things start getting messed up you have you know die hard who's just him running around screwing around playing matches and then you had claw that was just 
being a sweaty tryhard. Like, I'm just going to, I mean, that's all it was, sweaty yeah. tryhard there. So there was no, mm-hmm. there was no substance there. There was, other than Ranthar's educational videos, there was no was substance. It? Yeah. And I think that the content has evolved from all the various content creators for Rogue Company to such a degree now that we're, that content, like looking back, if you like those personalities, then yeah, you're going to long for that type of content. But the people that are making videos now are killing it way more than people that did it back in the day. For sure. Um, and then you have people leaving the community. You know, we had Kelly Kai announced that he's transitioning his channel into like this expose commentary type channel about like current events and things that are going on. Wow. Like, yeah, he, he's completely rebranding his channel. And then Kelly Kai plays is going to be where he plays games at. And it's going to be just a mixed bag of whatever he feels like playing. So he's like transitioning away from like primary road company content into this world of like expose type commentary things. And then yesterday, as of recording this, Brad made his video and released it about he's quitting Rogue Company. So he's Brad UK. Yeah, Brad Braddock. Yeah. And he's moving on to like whatever he's moving on to. And like here's the thing. And I and I made a video about this earlier. It's like if you're not having fun in the game, if you're not having a rewarding experience creating content for it, then of course there's no reason to continue to make content for it. But like that transition is going to hurt. Like when you first start making that transition, it is going to hurt. Like you have people that come to you and watch you specifically for the content mm-hmm. that you make about one specific game, you know? That transition's going to hurt. So you're going to lose more than you're going to gain for a long time. You're basically, time. yeah, you're basically going to have to start from zero on a new game. And if you want to be like a variety streamer or like a variety content creator, then you can do that. But you have to like know how to market yourself as that coming from someone that primarily produced one specific type of content for one specific type of game. So you, you're going to have to rebrand. You're going to have to remarket yourself. You're going to have to have your viewer base accept the, this change or yeah. mo- they're going to move to someone else and you're going to have a new group of people that are going to come in. Like That's just how it's going to work. And we've seen this happen time and time again where content creators have said, I'm done with Rogue Company. I'm not coming back to Rogue Company again. And then in two or three months, they're back on Rogue Always Company. Always come back, man. Yeah, that's- so... And I'm not saying that any of the content creators that are doing this now are going to come back. I have no idea, but like <coughs> the, the, you know, historically speaking, based off of the facts of people that have made this transition and come back to it, realistically speaking, like maybe some of them will come back. Maybe some of them won't. I still enjoy making real company content and I still feel like there's a lot of conversations to have about the game from like just a gameplay experience to fundamentals to just like ideas, balancing things. Like there's a lot of conversations to be had about it. That's why I continue. Like I don't come in here to start making content and say, man, I got to go in there and make a YouTube video for rope. Like, yeah, if I got to that point, then I would, I would be, 
I would transition. Yeah, I would do something else. Yeah, with paladins. I got frustrated, burnout on paladins. Didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah, and I transitioned from paladins into rogue company. Didn't look back. Didn't. I mean, I uninstalled it. I've played it. (laughs) I think I've played it twice in two years, three years. Yeah. So. I didn't go back. I didn't double, you know, I didn't transition back to my old content. I what was stu- over. Yeah. I, I, w- I was not inspired, you know, you moved on. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I think it comes down to like, it's passion at the end of the day, creating yes. content for something is passion. If you're not passionate about making content for it, then you're not doing it for the, you're not the doing right it for, reasons. Dude. Yeah. Really, you don't chase a view. You, it's yeah. You got to want to do that shit because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. Exactly, exactly. A and, lot. And uh, I mean, anybody that's transitioning over from making rogue content to something else, hats off to them. I wish them the most success in in what they do because if you're passionate about it and you put your your heart and soul into it, it's going to be good. You've refined it your skills, be. yeah. You've refined your skills enough this far to make it this far, so you're going to excel at it. But like at the end of the day, are you going to let that view and sub counter drop to be happy? Because the market's saturated, dude. It is. But there's not like when you go online and look for rogue company videos, not yeah. so much. Yeah. A few people. Yeah. And I think having like realistic attainable goals is another thing. Like from my from my perspective, and I'm gonna speak on this just from me. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I never went into the content creation sphere someone that wanted to quit their job and do this full-time i still like i still don't have that mindset yeah i want people to watch the videos and enjoy the videos and i want to be passionate about the videos that i make but i know that it's going to be incredibly unrealistic for me to quit my job and to make a living off of streaming and or producing content yes you have a better odds at winning the lottery than you do of doing that for sure. Or being struck by lightning twice. Yeah. yeah. One guy. Yeah. Right. Three times. So I'm doing it out of like. A, you like making shit, man. Yeah. It's a hobby standpoint. Fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a hobby standpoint. And like if, if Rogue Company ceased to exist today and could no longer make videos on it. I would probably like stream some random stuff, maybe make some videos on some random stuff until something like struck me. But like, there's other things that I would like to do that I can't do because of the amount of time that the rogue company stuff yeah. is taking up, you know, like I would love to do D and D stuff. That would be super fun. I think that looking at things the way that I look at them through that world would be very fun and interesting. Oh yeah. You wicked smile. so like you know and that's that's a whole different thing that's a whole different genre a whole that's a complete pivot into something like going from video games to tabletop role-playing games is a massive pivot you know but i mean if it if rogue company ceased to exist then i would just step back decide if i wanted to continue making content and i would probably 
just chalk it up to like one video a week or two videos a week. I wouldn't go as hard as I've been going, you know, and just enjoy it just for the love and the passion of doing it and creating something and not looking at it from a strictly business perspective. I mean, and that's just that. Passion. You have to, you have to be motivated. So you have to enjoy what you do. Dude. When I tell people I have to do a, we do a movie podcast, they're like, do you make money? It's like, nah, we just do it for fun. Yeah. It's like, we enjoy it. Yeah. But we don't even, we have jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we enjoy making yeah. content. It's the same thing when people go out and drink. That's what they enjoy. Yeah. Talking to people that go to drag races, you know, like, Cars, Passion right there. That's yeah. just loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so loud. Yeah, I mean, go to every football game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, passion, passionately. Yeah, we just like to make stuff. Yeah. So next up here, we have a post here by Balutha Bear. What is the weapon you think should be reworked, buffed, or nerfed? Okay, so with the balance changes, removing speed, toughness, etc., I was just trying to get a feel on how people feel about weapons currently and if there's that one weapon that just underperforms in your eyes. I have thoughts on the accuracy bloom of the HRM. It seems like it should be a bit more accurate than the current iteration, but my absolutely must buff would have to be the Aaron L212. I feel it's very underperforming and slated into the sniper role, while the other DMRs can be used in a more, more of a versatile setting. I've been using it to try to get my mastery up to 100%, but it is less accurate at close range when compared to the Bishop. The damage is the same as the MXR, but the MXR as well as the other DMRs have a better sight picture, has a better sight picture in mind to lose range battles. I feel like it could be a much stronger weapon, especially since you lose your surroundings when ADS. I was thinking about maybe making it a mini Mamba, making it a two to three round burst fire, less than Mamba, Mamba's three round by the way, and removing the scope view. This would give it more versatility in close to mid, uh, in close to mid. This would allow seekers to quickly pop off a couple of bursts and reposition for better coverage, but still be a threat at long range. Or make it more like the D3DI, uh, give it a damage boost from a four-bodied three-head to a three-two like the D3DI, but still remove the scope or keep it, but give it something that makes it unique, like maybe the ability to switch between single, fire, or burst. Just the thought, I feel like uh, they went away from giving, I feel like they went away from giving weapons unique personalities and characteristics and tried to make them equal. And I understand why you don't want a single weapon being the dominant force in the game, but I would love to see some love given to the Aaron L212. But it has a unique personality. Yeah. I was about to say, it's its own I mean, personality. Hip fire, brother. Yeah. Now try that with it. Well, and he's saying that the hip fire for the Aaron is worse than the Bishop. I do not agree with that at all. I've seen y'all drop bars with it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you like using the hip fire? Hip yeah. fire. Whoa. Yeah. The Aaron. You want to make it like the Mamba? Use the Mamba. Yeah. You got weapon mastery. Yeah. We already have a weapon like that. 
like the mamba. Yeah, why would you want to make it like in... anything? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, I don't like the the <coughs> the Aaron's hip fire is pinpoint accurate. So like I don't understand what like I don't understand. Yeah, like he must not That's be it. upgrading it or something, you know? Because when you get that gold, Aaron, it you could mm. be aiming across the map with hip fire and you're still going to hit him. Like it's insane how good it is. Scope on it. Yeah, hip and, fire with scope. And that's like the scope is a unique personality, like you guys said. So, like, why would you want to take that away from it? I think mm -hmm. that if you make like the first person weapons, and I think that there should be like an AR if they were able to do this, where you could M4, dude, where you could toggle it. M4 should have been the one. Yeah. Like, make it to where you can toggle it, and if you want the first-person experience, you can go into the settings and say, hey, I want it to go into first-person for first-person weapons, or yeah. I want to be able to transition from third-person to first-person at a key press. I mean, remember when they were supposed to bring toggle zoom into the snipers, and that just never happened? So I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's just gone in the... I haven't brought it up because, I mean... I don't know. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing with the toggle scope with the snipers. Okay. <laughs> I know. But, so, whenever you snipe, there's still aim assist, right? Like, whenever you're in first person. For sure. So, like, for me, playing on mouse and keyboard, I don't have aim assist, so I don't need to zoom in to see their nose hair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's where the like me and Rubio, that's something that we both agree on because we both play mouse and keyboard. It's easier to snipe when it was zoomed out more because like you were able to see a larger picture yeah. and you didn't have anything like affecting your movement in the same way that like aim assist does, if that makes sense. Because like the the way that aim assist works, it's going like if you see a larger like scope of the pro like of enemies, then it could get the aim assist mixed mm -hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If there's people that are stacked and they're moving around. So not the one I'm looking at, but okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, I think that the Aaron, like, here's the thing with the Aaron. I think the Aaron's fine. If anything, it needs a nerf with the hip fire. Like it's, it's, it's hard. It hits yeah. hard, dude. Yeah. Every time you go up against one, it's like, what does he have? Oh, okay. You see it in the yeah. corner? Shit. Okay. My bad. You got me. Yeah. Yeah, there. And, hey, I I wouldn't mind them dropping the Mamba headshot damage down and upping the the headshot damage to the Aaron a little bit and then reducing the hip fire accuracy. Mamba's nasty. Yeah, I mean, whenever That's you can nasty. without crack shot, you can hit someone and do 75 damage to the head with it. That's insane. Yeah. That's that's more than the devotion. The devotion only does seventy-two headshot damage, I think. So that's that's nuts. All right, next up here we have a post by Origin. Nope, we have a post here by Origin LBC. There's literally nothing to do in this game or look forward to. No new rogues, no new ranked game modes. It's twenty twenty-three, and this game is bare bones as hell. Shake my head, wasted opportunity. I give it a year before it shuts down. And okay, Damn. Th this is going to kind of go back into some of the things that we were talking about before. But it's like I don't know about you guys, but I don't play the game for like cosmetics. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't play the game because there's 45 different game modes. Mm-mm. I don't play a game because, like, they have ranked that changes every single time that a new update drops. I, I don't I don't play games for that reason. I don't play games because there's there's a new character that's going to be dropping. Like, I don't understand this mentality. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't understand this mentality where it's like no new cosmetics, no new content, no new maps. Like we just got a whole new rework of a map that literally just came out. Looks and like cosmetics. There's stuff in the game. That yeah. That's new. Well, and people are like the item shop hasn't been updated and I'm over here like, well, that's true. Okay. I'll give you that. The item shop hasn't been updated, but they added loot boxes into the game. They did. And if you buy something that's an item shop, it'll go away and something else will pop up. Yeah. So you can buy that. <laughs> yeah. So it's the, the idea of like playing the game for cosmetics, playing the game for like the game to run differently every time that you get yeah. on there, like the, the core fundamentals of the game changing every time you log in. Mm-hmm. That's, that's called playing a different game. You know what I mean? Could you mm-hmm. could you imagine if every time that you logged into let's say Call of Duty, you log into Call of Duty on a Monday and you just there's one option it says play. No, there's two options. Play cosmetics. And you press play and it's going to put you in free for all. And the only thing that you're going to be able to play all Monday is free for all. You log in on Tuesday whenever right. they reset everything, and whenever you log in on Tuesday, you hit play and it puts you in Warzone all day Tuesday. No options, no you, like that. Yeah. Those those are different games. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. different. Like if you want something that like is a different ranked mode, then play a game that has a different ranked mode. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. You know? Yeah. So. Different drum set. Yeah, right, yeah. You bastard. All right, last up here by Mo Snars. Why Rogue Company is dying, and here's how to fix it. So we're going to tackle these one at a time and see how (laughs) relevant these are. This was posted four days ago, by the way. The game is dying, and there's no way around it. And although the board members are delusional enough to think that it is not, their complete lack of perception along with their un precedented level of arrogance is what drives this game to the ground for okay number one for starters they could start listening to what the community wants bring back daily rewards make new skins for certain rogues introduce more in-game rewards build an in-game troubleshoot system work faster on solving bugs take a look at their report inbox okay the reason that the SMGs perform the way that they're performing now is because the community was listened to. The reason that ranked rewards were increased and the ranked leaderboards exist was because of the community was listened to. Uh, daily rewards are definitely coming back. They're not gone forever. New skins come every six weeks whenever they introduce a new event pass. You got more in-game rewards with the ranked rewards. Uh, I don't, that point is like kind of null and void, right? 
I think that we pretty much tackled, like, okay, work on solving bugs faster. Okay, I mean, they can hire 50 people to try to tackle their bugs, but you're not going to get any more cosmetics for the game. Pick what you want, you know? I'm just saying. Yeah. Introduce new rogues every four to three months. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that's something that I would absolutely get behind, but I think that it is completely unrealistic. Unrealistic. I mean, at this stage in the game, I think that if we got one every six months, it would be it would be fine. So it's been almost a year since Juke's been out. You know what I mean? So like we're due another rogue, but I think having one every three to four months is just yeah. completely it's unrealistic. Break the game. Like, I mean they they so much designing, so much planning, so much people don't realize abilities. the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's you know? one rogue, but then they gotta make three abilities. A main ability, a passive ability, and then you know gotta make the weapon work. Like, yeah. yeah. Utilities, you know, figure out what layout you want for the character. Not easy. It's, it's not just, yeah, it's not just like, let's make a character and just... Yeah, throw them in there. Yeah. Yep, three months, go. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you get bad games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and not only that, but like, whenever they dropped the closed beta, they like was releasing a new Rogue every three to four months. So it spoiled the community on, and it made the community's expectations yeah. skewed. That was Which the developer's fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the developer's fault. You got to say fault. to them, "Do you have them all mastered?" Mm-hmm. You played them all. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that they do. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, if they if they would have like stayed on the six month track, we would probably be at Juke right now. Exactly. No, I mean, if they stayed on the six month track, if they released a new rogue every six months, every six months, we would not have like three to four rogues that we have now. Oh, because so it would be under. Because the game has been out not even three years yet. Three years? Yeah. Yeah. They pumped them out pretty quick. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got Fixer, Dahlia, There's Umbra, a bunch of them. Kestrel, Seeker, uh, Seeker, uh, Juke, Glimpse, Seagrid. Seagrid. I mean, that's eight Manny. right there. The Can't, list yeah. goes home. Nine. I think that there was one more, too. I think that they've introduced 10 new rogues since the game came out. So anyway, make another celebrity collaborate, make another celebrity collaboration like they did with Dr. Disrespect. Uh, most snars, are you going to fund this or are you going, so people can bitch about it. Like, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many collaborations do you see with major games? It's rare to even see that type of collaboration. Yeah. Well, to get I, a map and a skin, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. You just don't see like those type of collaborations. Well, I forever love Rogue Company for siding yeah. with Doc. That was a W for me. Absolutely. I mean, I, technically, if he can play some rank, maybe he'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he wanted. Yeah, maybe if someone makes a big enough donation, he'll play it. Yeah, Tally said, "How about they collab with actual creators?" Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, damn. 
Yeah, there's people in the partner program. Why not make skins for those guys? Like that are dedicated to your game every day. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would do it for free, like just to have my skin in the game. I skin mean, the game. yeah, got it. You know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> next up, hire a better marketing team if they even have one. Okay, you know. The marketing team, but that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. The game isn't where they want it to be to be able to market it. So, you know, introduce new research. Yeah, just just a hair, you know. Introduce new fun modes with huge player groups. For example, Last Man Standing, similar to Battle Royale, but with 50 players all against each other in bigger maps. (laughs) That's a different game. 6v6 can't even run. Yeah. 50? Yeah, that's that's a different what? game. Yeah. I think it's called Realm Royale. Do they have 50? I think they have over 50. There you go. Yeah. Uh, make a ranked wingman mode because wingman is just hella fun. That's something I can get behind. I think that wingman. I like wingman. Yeah, I think that a ranked version of wingman would be great. Um, okay, drop a new map every now and then and gradually get rid of some of the old maps that's been there for three years. So you want new maps to come out and the old maps to be deleted out of the game. Why? Same. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want fucking Highcastle gone, dude. Well, I want Highcastle gone, but like, if he's like, let's say they come out with a map tomorrow that's called like Sewer okay, System. Okay, I see. And they delete Skyfell. Yeah. No, fuck that. No. Yeah, right? Like, why? Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Introduce more lore and more depth to the story of Jackal and Rogue Company. I mean... It was the traitor! Yeah, I I know. To be fair, fair, they do need to keep up the whole narrative thing if they're even going to do a narrative thing. Like, that is like a big mess. The, just, people just kept on about it. They were like, they, "All right, well, there's a traitor. Who's the traitor? That was fucking forever ago." Well, that we still don't know. The ending to that story will be coming up soon. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's that's well, all the I mean, information. Also, I, to be fair, though, we also have one jackal and one just a car and one just a car. Yeah, and all the rest of them are quote unquote rogues Turn until we downs. find out who, until we find out who the traitor is. Yeah. And here, like, here's the thing, man, like you have creative people that are part of the community that like write fan fiction for the rogues, believe it or not, Figure it out. like you could absolutely say, Hey, you know, we like what you're doing here, but can we like purchase this from you for 50 bucks and like rework a little bit of it and put it out as some official lore? Like they'll probably give it to you for free. Yeah, exactly. Just to have it. Yeah. I'll sign something. Sure, yeah. Make new fun cut scenes for every season. Most seasons have cut scenes, some don't. Do. But, like, do we really need them? Does it help no. the game? No, not really. Is it necessary? No. Yeah. Are you just Flashy. wanting to see, you're just wanting to see a different scene? I don't know. Well, the cut scenes would be cool if, like, Whenever you're loading into the match, instead of just yeah. seeing, you know, like you see what I mean? Oh yeah! Like put a cutscene in there. So that I was would be walking cool. in. It's something. Yeah. Like, and then another thing too is like, 
whenever you're like get rid of the walking thing like whenever you yeah you find a match and it connects play a cutscene right then whenever you pick yes. your character and you start to walk do a fly through of the map and explain the rules of the game mode that would be huge yeah That'd exactly cuz cool. some of the people might know how to play it <laughs> yeah so you have to plant the bomb yes yeah <laughs> Like, that's a small little nuance thing that they could. And, like, yeah, you may have seen it for the 50th time, but it may be Joe Bob 69's first time playing. For sure. You know, Dude, like, when you go to quick play and you click on it, you want to play, it's like, all right, here's the game modes. All right. It's like, okay, this one. Yeah. It doesn't tell you what you have to do. No, not that at all. There's be, nothing. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. say. Clutch. Now, I know. Yeah. But my team. Yeah. And it would be as simple as like, um, okay, it says demolition. You pick your characters. Then whenever it starts to load you into the match, it's like demolition. You want to plant the bomb at one of the two uh, bomb plant yeah. sites located here. And on the defender side, you want to stop the enemy from planting the bomb. And There's all, your load screen. Yeah. And you could do that and literally less than 30 seconds and show where the plant sites are and like someone planting the bomb as like Dima out there planting the bomb and someone yeah. shooting D and that's it. Like you, that's literally all you have to do. Please. And you could sh like, imagine this too. Like you don't even have to do a fly through, just do an overhead shot of the map and you yeah. see the hot the highlighted zones as the plant zones and maybe zoom into one of them. And you see like a closed captioning, footage yeah. of someone running up with the bomb and planting it wow like how hard yeah. is that if you're on pc use this if you're on yes. console you press this button put the bomb down yes you have to do this to win yes so i mean that would be very helpful cut scene to get you into it then an explanation of the game mode to bring you the rest of the way into it then you're in the match bam because it would be kind of cool, like if you launched into a game and you saw, you know, that slow motion footage of Ronan and Chalk falling. Yeah, and it, you know, it's in slow motion in the glass and stuff. How cool would that be? Like you cue into a match, and as soon as you're like, "Oh, bam, match found," and then it's like Chalk and Ronan falling out of that yeah. window, you know, or Seager. this is how to play. Yeah, so I mean, come on. Um, maybe add a mixtape of music to the main menu, like some of EA games does that, uh, to create that nostalgia theme effect that's in the works. Like they're working on having a jukebox style system. Yeah. Reduce the difficulty of the weekly contract. So it doesn't feel like a grinding chore every day. I mean, the weekly contract are, are they difficult? They're not that bad. I mean, they're not that bad. Yeah. Sexualize the female characters. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, well, they, okay. We're already doing that, right? I mean, a little bit, right? It took a little ass way, but he's bringing it back. Yeah. Bring back the dimensions to Vi's booty or whatever. Yeah, that's you it. know, like Vi and uh, Phantom. Yeah. yeah Where'd the dude. booty go? Like, sexualize the female characters. That's the last thing he has to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the truth is they couldn't afford to do half of this shit anyways. 
And from where the game is right now, you can tell there's less than 10 people working on it a day. And it seems as if they have given up. So why did you make this post? What did, What are you? Yeah. You took the time out of your day four days ago to make this. This is a, a pretty good post. Like he got little check marks here. Like, yeah. Why do you care? I mean, and a lot of this stuff is either in progress or already like, happened. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I had to go out on this one because like <laughs> sexualized female characters was That's just it. like, whoa, like why? I'm not saying they should, but I am like, okay. He's got this guy has one of those mouse pads with the boobs. Yes, yes. That you rest your wrist on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anime mouse pad. Look, here's my thing, man. Like, and I may I may cut this out. This might just be us, but like, I don't like really sexualize Look at the characters and be yeah. like, I want to fuck them or yeah, yeah. no, I'm playing no. a game that like, doesn't happen. I, mean, I don't pick a character, but like, I hope he's got a thick dick. Here I go. Yeah. You know, does <laughs> it happen? What? Don't care about that. Like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't even know. I'm pretty sure Ample does, but I mean, come on. But this has been episode number 50 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. If you want to contribute in the future, you can hit us up on Twitter at Brocast. You can shoot us an email, Brocast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord. The link will be in the description down below. There is a Brocast contributions where you can submit anything that you would like for us to talk about. But for this episode, I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Darlord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Peace. 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 Peace.